When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome in to the Nick Bob Podcast, uh, Illinois Recap Edition, Bo Rude. We are not in Bo Rude's house, we are in my parents' house. Rich and Ray's house. Rich and Rayette's house in Lincoln. So, I've always thought, when I come back into this house, I always res- I'm like insane, like 13 years old again. I, I can't tell you how many... <laughs> Cookies you've eaten out of oh, that my, cookie that, jar. Out of that cookie jar. How many <laughs> days and nights I just lived here. I mean, it was like, it's uh, this was my second home. Like, truthfully, yeah. a second home to me. I'm, I mean, a part of me is ready to yell out to my mom right now. Just, mom, mom, no, no, we don't need, mom, ice cream sandwiches. We need them now. Come on. What did we ask your mom to make the most? We ate a lot of Tostitos Pizza rolls. Oh, pizza rolls are so good. We were always team pizza rolls over bagel bites, or are you a bagel bite guy? That became like uh, no, I was a bagel bite. Ma- I mean, the great, I the was great, a bagel bite. <laughs> the great competitions of my life: Wilch, Bill Russell, Bird, Magic, the Beatles, or the Stones, or are you a pizza roll or a bagel bite guy? And damn, I was a bagel bite guy. You were, you were a pizza. I actually I didn't love the pizza rolls. Really? I think I, li- I like to have the cheese melted on top. If you bu- sometimes you bite into a, a oh. pizza roll and you might as well be like, it's not it's not pizza. It's acid. Yeah. It's just acid. <laughs> <laughs> they put hydrochloric acid in there. Oh, they got me again. The Tostitos people got me again. The, it was the, just hot acid. The, the Russians. <laughs> Russians got us with the pizza. I think if we put the pizza roll, they will not know it is acid. Dumb American eat anything you put in front of them. They just want it as hot as possible. So we just went. We went acid. We went acid right away. Nobody's complaining. We went acid. Oh my god! It's so yeah. You you. It pizza rolls tested your patience because you needed to let those mugs cool down. Ten but minutes just, in, they'd still they'd burn yeah, your lips, and they'd kind of shoot out like gushers. Oh yeah! I mean, you take one bite, it was like, and yeah. it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> has anybody ever had a hot Tostitos pizza roll? Not a burn their their lips or, or mouth, and then two spilled on yourself yeah, or got something. They're very squirty. And it's a terrible product, is why. <laughs> Think about what I'm saying. They're horrible. But at times, you'd, yeah, I mean, if a, a bagel bite, if you let it go too long, it was like, am I eating tree bark with some cheese melted on it? Oh, when those things, the bagelness of them, when it got stale, it was like, you might as well be like, yeah, 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 this is your car rubber, and you just gnaw on it for a while. We put a little cheese, yeah, I mean. Oh, God, it's not good. Okay, we're two minutes into this thing, and it's already gone off the rails. Uh, okay, but this, so but this, you, house, this house this house does, house does that. I know, it, makes, it brings you back to pizza rolls. It does. Lots you're of not, animal crackers, not, ice cream yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, wow. It was just so good. You So 
I, I want to set this whole thing up. So you were at a good, was it officially called a guitar festival in Dallas? What were you? It was the Cro- Eric Clapton. Shredding men. Oh, the brother, term? brother. Shredding used frequently this weekend. There was so much shredding. It was, <laughs> they were annihilating the, the axes. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was, it was unbelievable guitar play. How, okay. So um, you saw Clapton though? I saw Clapton. Uh, John Mayer played with Clapton. Oh my! Like it was, it was probably you know fifteen or twenty of the best guitarists in the world. It was everybody you could imagine. Were there a couple of guitar solos that people were like, "Wrap it up, let's uh, let's wrap it up here." Well, <laughs> I don't even know where to start because it was it was awesome. But have you ever been to a festival? No. Well, let me give you some advice. I was like a festival guy. Well, I know you're not a festival guy. <laughs> Well, let me give you some advice on festivals. Don't ever go to a festival. Really? <laughs> well, because I guess I didn't really comprehend what was going to... I thought that they were going to give you the lineup and say, these guys play this time. This yeah, I figured they don't. They don't. So the first night we get in there and it was... You know, you're all excited, and you're, but you're like, when are you going to get to see the people you want to see? So yeah. you sort of are waiting. The first night went from 7 to 12.30 or 1 and... There were some good people you got to see. They clapped in, played a couple acoustic sets. He ended up playing at the end uh, with some people at the end of the night. Some uh, really good, really good artists. But you didn't know when people were going to play. So all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you're there for five or six hours. So, t- so you were there and you truly. That was the first night. The second day, it started at four and Clapton didn't go on until like 11. And so you don't know that. So you show up at four. You don't know it. So it was like sports. Remember back in the day, Sports Center before they gave you the rundown. You didn't know when certain highlights yes. were going to come, so you sat there for an hour. You're like, oh. "Give me Bulls Sonics here." Now imagine that was your day, but it was nine that hours. Awful. So why do they do that? I don't know. And so we and, and you can't really leave because you're in a. It's the Mavericks Arena where they had it at. So you're in there. So you're sort of stuck in there, going like, you know, and after. You know, eight or eight or nine, ten hours of straight like guitar oh music. God. You're kind of going crazy. Like yeah. you're exhausted. It's a it was like a marathon. You're like, <laughs> like I love like I loved a lot of the stuff. And you know, I was there with 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 yeah, the cowboy Chris, Chris Lyon. We yeah. and he we both loved this music, but it was we both said afterwards we're like I could never do that again. Wow, I didn't know was, that. I'd have figured it was like regimented, like at eight, clapped in at nine. I thought it was Mayer, they were going to give you this is the lineup. Pick who you want, take your breaks where you want to, but you just didn't know. Wow. And they bring out special guests. So like it it was it was great. You saw some of the greatest artists in the world, uh, once in a lifetime performances. Like John Mayer and Clapton did Layla together. You're like, wow. Oh man. Great. Like yeah. unbelievable. But then you were just you were you were like numb to it. So like by the end of it, it's like the greatest guitar solo in the world. And like, you're just, yeah. and you're like, I it's just like it's just noise. Like you couldn't even hear it anymore. You're just, yeah, see, okay, so <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh, it, it's, it's. I mean, it sounds great. To, I mean, seeing Eric Clapton like do his it would be amazing. But like, we we both what said, you have to endure to get there. Yeah, it was like, like you loved it, but I was like, would I recommend doing it to anyone again? Like, never, never. No, it was so long. It was like, wow. Okay, the reason I bring that up is to because I want to set it up like this. So you, so you were at a guitar festival. You didn't get home till yesterday. You didn't watch the Illinois game until late Sunday night. Correct. Because we're recording this on a Monday morning. I, for people that don't know, I got, I'd host a Fox Sports radio show on the weekends, Saturday nights from seven to 10. Do I have a life? Clearly I don't. (laughs) And 
so what happens is I'm sitting there in the studio and I'm, you know, you try to watch the game a little bit, but then you also have to do a radio show. So you got to be focused, um, all those things. So it's like, I watch the game, but you don't absorb it the way you would if you sit down and you really watch it. Yes. And so the, the reason I bring that up is I felt like in rewatching the game, and it's and maybe it's a product of when you know the outcome of a game, it it inherently ch- changes how you're absorbing things a little bit. Yeah. But for me, and I don't know what you thought on the first time you watched it, I thought Nebraska was way better than like they 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 weren't near as bad as I thought they were for the lion's share of that game. There were yes. There were a lot of horrible things that happened. But you think about, I wrote that the, Nebraska did so many things to put themselves behind the eight ball in, in a hole. So you get the long run out on their second play of the game. You got into a 14-point hole right away thanks to a Martinez fumble that set up a, a score. Then Diedrich Mills fumbles at the 10-yard line, and they return it to the one or the two-yard line. All in all, you had four fumbles that led to 21 points. You had 11 penalties for 119 yards. These line drive, line drive kickoffs are awful. You had a missed PAT. You had a missed field goal. Now, the reality is that they did all those things, and they have to get better. But it's like, you look at those li- like that list of stuff. You should never win that game, but yet they did. I don't know what you thought, because I'm sure you got a couple of text messages, because I'm sure everybody kind of experienced, like... Watching it live, everybody was like, sky's falling. This is horrible. You got to be kidding me. They're going to lose to Illinois. I know I'm talking for a long time here, but I just wanted to set up that like, I I felt like the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. What did you think? So I... Um, just a broad kind of... As a broad take, so I didn't get to... I and I was going to try to go the whole like Saturday... Sunday until I got home back from Texas and like had, I was going to try to go dark and not know the score, not know who won. I ended up hearing the score at like one in the morning on Saturday night. So I was like, okay, I didn't want to watch a highlight, so right. I, but, but I knew we won the game. Okay. So that was the one thing I knew. I can't imagine watching that game live and coming out, not, you know, kind of the same way with Colorado, where we were like, we were doing like, you know, clear, like, yes, you go, that would have been a game where I would have, like, the emotions would have been roller coastered so bad. It would have been tough. So rewatching it the way we did, I think it must have been way easier, Nick, because maybe that's we what, knew I, we were going to win that game. So you don't, right? you don't, because I'm telling uh, you, because you, I'm telling you, I bet I'm speaking for a lot of Husker fans because everybody has their buddies. They text a little bit during the game. I guarantee if you went and oh. and you know freedom of information government like got everybody's phone, some there was probably one person in every group of friend friends that said you got to bench Martinez, you got to put in Vedral, you got to try something else. Oh yeah. And then upon hindsight, now all those things look ridiculous. But like in the moment. All I it know didn't is feel ridiculous. during that concert, I felt my phone buzz, buzz, buzz. And I know, I know from <laughs> our history, if the phone's buzzing, it means we're playing bad and we just lost. So I was the whole night thought, oh my God, we're losing. Because I know that like if things are going well, there's less of that. It's yeah. when things are going bad, the guys are losing their mind. They're throwing texts back and forth. So that, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing there? Because it, that, that's probably what, when, when you know the outcome... You're not going to 
ride the roller coaster as much. It wasn't so bad. maybe that's it. Just but but that also allows you to see the game for what it is. Yeah, and I just felt like I sat down last night to rewatch it, kind of like bracing myself, like man, the I felt like they really struggled, and I guess just watching it, it didn't it didn't just the second time I watched it. It didn't seem as bad. It, it didn't seem as bad, but I, I think there, there was still that. There's still that good Nebraska, bad Nebraska. Where at times we are a good team, and then at times we are a really bad team. Like we we go through these these moments of it's just back and forth where we just we're almost playing with each other. Where it's like well, <laughs> it's like I, we can't just be like, all right, we're going to be good today. What, what and I we're going to be good the whole day. What, what I want to see. I was thinking about this as I was watching it last night. What I, what I think I want to see is if Nebraska is going to lose, make it be because the other team beat them. Not because you had all this self-inflicted stuff, you know? Like, I feel like that, before you can even begin, what's the whole thing when you're flying? Like, secure yourself before assisting it. Like, I think the the process of like Nebraska's ascension to get back to wherever they want to get to you want to see them get to where they're not constantly beating themselves and it felt like against Colorado it was a lot of that it felt like on against Illinois it was a lot of just taking out a gun shooting themselves rather than like if Nebraska would have went to Illinois and Illinois just straight up beat them now I understand there's always that's always like your own un, undoing is a part of it but I just think you I want to see Nebraska kind of get to where they're not their own worst enemy. And I think that's are we are we talking about the the fumbles? Is that Everything, really the is, penalty? I mean, eleven the penalty, penalties, the penalties, the fumbles, hurt. Uh, the penalties hurt. But I don't know that I saw as many. It's more. The, it, it wasn't terrible. Like sometimes in the past, you see just terrible penalties and dumb. Right. You know, like the the like uh, last year against Colorado that the the. The, unnecessary the, yeah, roughness, right? right? That, that's one of those that you go, that's really shooting yourself in the foot penalty. I didn't see as many of those. To me, it's the the fumble. Like Martinez, the, the fumble I, can't, I, yeah. I can't do an exchange and I fumble it and give it to him for a quick score. Those are the ones you just sort of – like those are the things that we're still doing that I don't think right. winning teams do. Right. And I'd agree with that. So I think it's I think it's the fumbles and it's just a general f- sense of like – all the things I just laid out of like doing all these things to to put yourself behind the eight ball, you know, and to make it a lot harder than just we're playing football, right? Cat right. and mouse, you know. Totally, it, it's it's just it's it's that one extra thing we have to overcome. So I thought I'm not sure if you watched any of like the, I think Frost said it in the post game presser, but he also said it to Rick Pizzo on the field after the game. He said that. He goes, you know what? This team could be four and zero. We could also be two and two. We kind of are who we are. And I think the interesting thing is going into the year, you knew Nebraska is going to be in a lot of close games, stressful games. They pissed one away at Colorado, but at the same time, they've also now won two games that I'm not sure they win last year. Like I don't. Yeah. We we talked after the South Alabama game. I don't know if they would have won that game last year because I don't know if the defense could have stepped up and done what they did. And then I don't know if they'd have beaten Illinois. Like I don't know if they'd have won. There's that no game way. Last there's year. no way they win that game. So so th- there are strides being taken 
on on while it be while the process can be frustrating, I do think there there are slowly but surely some strides being taken. Yeah, it's just it's just so bizarre to me when and where we play good and where we play bad. If you would have said, like I think we said this before the Colorado game, all we got to do is not turn the ball over in the first couple of series and get off to a good start, and you know that you'll beat Colorado, you'll be good. And they did those things. And then they find a way to lose. And then this game, it's the opposite. They did everything you could possibly do wrong in the first quarter and a half. Right. And then they find a way to win the second half. And I'm right. just, I, I'm, I don't, I can't explain it. I can't explain to you why that is, but we seem to be this team that's like, everything you think they're going to do, they're going to do the opposite. <laughs> it's just like, I, and I don't, I can't explain. I have no good explanation for why that is, but that's sort of where, it's where we're at. Like, so right. I think Frost has a good, what you just said about his his, his post game, yeah. that's a good mindset. I, right. I think he's in a as a leader. He he's trying to be the the calming influence on this build. He has to be where he didn't get too geeked up and say we're ready to roll now. We're, like he's saying, look, we could have just lost that game. You right. know, he's he's not getting too high or too low. He's trying to keep everybody, and that that's that's a good sort of you know place to sort of show these kids like this is how you got to be every week because right. if you're going to ride the roller coaster especially with the way we're playing like Jesus. we're on a roller coaster so it okay so one more broad thought before we get into some specifics don't kid yourself that game that's a season saver that's a season saver yep because here's that you lose that game and then you got to pick yourself off off the turf and Ohio State comes to town and let's say Ohio State rocks you all of a sudden now you're 2 and 3 and it, it, there's a crisis of confidence all over again all the same you had to win that game and we'll get into game day coming all this stuff but it sets up a chance to really like a wave is coming and there's a chance this wave's either going to knock Nebraska down and it's not going to be devastating because it's like, I don't know how many people expect Nebraska to win this weekend. But a wave's coming, and there's a chance Nebraska can catch that wave and all of a sudden capture some kind of like great mojo and great momentum with the season now. But yeah. you had to win that game. Bill Self always has a line. He told us, like, you look back on every season, you can almost trace everything to a play, a game, a half, a quarter where the season turns, either for the good or for the bad. And at least right now, that's the second half of that game, of the Illinois game. I think if Nebraska goes on to maybe, let's say they win the division and all that stuff, like I think everything can get traced back to that second half. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what a W does for you. Because if you were to say, you know, what do we? Th how do we feel about that game? I mean, nobody feels great about it, right. right? Nobody feels great about it. But it's another one of those where that W, putting that W up on in the in the win column, it gives us a chance to have a totally different season, and it gives us a chance to do like the program's still in the right place to make a leap mm -hmm. because they won that game. Because I think if they lose that game, it's hard. It's going to be hard to recover from there, right? Because then, like I said, you're you're here comes Ohio State. Yeah, you know where where that puts you in a different, but like, and you and it's going to be a game that at the end of the season it doesn't matter. You're going to remember the W. That's all you're going to remember. It doesn't matter that we didn't play great, but it, the wind 
it, it keeps the hype the hype of the uh, of the potential the potential. Yeah, that's right. the, that's what I'm looking for. The potential of where we can go, and sometimes the players need that. Right. Like in, in, I think coaches sometimes need that. Like you need to know what you're still doing matters. I think sometimes, and and these guys now have a chance to, like you said, they got one of the three or four best teams in the country coming in. In your house. In your house. Saturday night. And a win against this team. Change it. it, it, it's, it it's the first. It, it's the first kind of program changing moment under the in the frost era opportunity yeah, yeah because last year when you lose your first your handful like you don't have a chance because even then. like you know i know they they fought their ass off and beat michigan state at home last year at the end of the day that that, that good win i don't want to do but like that that what did that game really mean yeah that's not, not a whole lot that's not wisconsin that's not ohio state either. right you know this is this is a chance um and now in front of the whole country potentially to to make a statement yeah. You know? And so, okay, let's get into Martinez. Because wow, what what a what a kind of tale of two halves a little bit for him. Um he like in the first half, the he's missing he was missing everything high. His mm-hmm. high throws, um, and he was gonna get uh, his, some of his wide receivers killed. He about did get JD Spielman killed killed <laughs> yeah, a couple times. I mean, Wandell Robinson I don't know how he didn't like break his back on the one over the middle, but he was fine. Uh, and then the way he ran in the first half, he just didn't. He's he wasn't. He hasn't been running with a purpose. Even he had a third. There was a third down on, around the ten yard line in the first half, where he does a little a little zone read and he keeps it. And I mean, he's gonna get the first down. He just like fell on his face. Yeah. And I just he he didn't have any pop. He didn't have any purpose. But then. Something flipped in the second half for him. I guess what a what did 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 anything stand out to you with what kind of flip for him? Because all of a sudden in the second half it was like, holy shit, that's not now that looks like the Martinez. I think everyone thought you were going to see this year. Yeah, I think with him, it all comes back to we have very we it's our high expectations of him that we almost we when we don't see him playing his best we. It's hard for us to almost take, I think. Um, but, you know, he's a guy that also – he's a rhythm guy. And I think you find out, like, when he when he starts getting it rolling, like, then then he kind of – it sort of awakens him up. Then yeah. all of a sudden he, he runs better when he throws better. You know, it's, it's kind of the or, – or vice versa. Like, sometimes a, a good run gets his, his him more comfortable. So, I don't know if it's – what exactly it is, but it seems like – Sometimes he just needs things to get real, and then he goes, "All right, all right, here we go." So that's why I wonder. I wonder if sometimes it takes. He looks like a guy that has just been thinking too much to me. Yeah. And sometimes when you really get your back push against the wall, you're either going to drown in your own thought and you're going to fail, or you got to just like, you got to just go. And it almost felt like when when all of a sudden it was the first time this year that he was really had his back against the wall. And to me, to me, he answered it. And well, he's and I see. I think you. I, take, I think it Col- also, Colorado. I think he did the same thing though. I think he played poorly, and then yeah, then kind of, that one drive where he he, had, he played, played played poorly in the third, it. and then sort of they roared back, and he answered. So like he's done that. I think that was his other time where he answered uh, in the second half of a game. 
But this game, it was even more. It was more defined. It was a longer stretch, right? Right. right. Where he wasn't playing good. I think in the it's, first yeah, it's different when you're like you let it. The Colorado game was different. It's different when you have something and let it slip away than when you're trying to. You're yeah. Trying to get it. Yep. And I just. See, I think you brought up. I don't know if he, if he, the, is it about him throwing that gets him roll? I think it's him running. I think when he starts running better, I think he gets into a, it gets his, it gets his juices going. Well, and th- this is the first game. Let me see what what the number was. I want to say maybe eighteen. He, he had, had eighteen. 18 I got. He had eighteen carries, one hundred eighteen yards. Eighteen carries, the, though. I mean that that's. <sighs> it, it, this is what's tough. Is I think when. When this offense is really humming, he's going to have to run the ball that mm-hmm. much. That's a lot. Of t- I mean, that's 18, 20 carries for your quarterback. I mean, that's a lot of carries. Mm-hmm. But he, I, I just, in the second half, the reality is, is he's, like you said, I think for this offense, to, to win big games, he has, like, I think unfortunately for them to win big games, he's... He's got to be in that like 15, 16, 17, 18 carry number. It, it does something to the defense when he's when he's run when he's really trying to run it. It it, it definitely it opens things up for other people. So he did. If you can get away with not having to do it, great. But you know what? Like I'll tell you what. Next week he'll be running the ball. Yes. Well, it's just <laughs> crazy. Know? It's crazy upon hindsight looking at questioning Martinez in a game in which we said he had 18 carries, 118 yards, and he was 22 of 34 for 327 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Imagine someone telling you going into the in, into a game, those numbers are going to elicit people being like, "Do you need to sit him?" So it goes back to what we talked about last week. I I think, and I still can't shake it. I I still think we've probably set, we've all, as much as we tell ourselves to lower the bar, lower the bar, lower the bar a little bit, we've all probably set this like unattainable standard for this guy. There's no question we have. I mean, but it's hard is if you believe in somebody and you believe in their ability, I don't know that it really changes. So I think the, the only thing you can do is have a better understanding of his age. But I, I think we all believe what we see when we watch him play. We say, this guy is really good. I think that's the thing. Whenever uh, – and you're not going to no, – nobody plays their A++ game every time they – every yeah. play, you know. But I also think uh, – I'm sure you had some guys on, on – when you would do conditioning drills, you'd have the, the – you know, the, the – the pussy loafers, you yeah. know what I mean? And there'd always be that one moment the coach would get on him and be like, I want to see you really go. Yeah. And when they would go, they would act, they'd make their times, they'd all this stuff. Yep. And then they'd, it would be a little Jedi mind trick of like, okay, now you just showed me that you, it is in you and you yep. can do it. I think there's a, it's, it's, there's a little bit of that school of thought with Martinez is like, we know what he can be. Now, again, I don't think we all – I think we maybe need to back it down of like whatever that can is. It's not going to be an A-plus all the time. Yeah. But it gets hard when you know what a guy is capable of doing and he just isn't even appearing to be close to that. And and there were moments in the first half where he just – he he didn't he, – he wasn't getting near what he's capable of doing. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think we also need to understand – and, I, and I've hit on this every week now, is I, I think we have a receiver problem as much as we have a 
Adrian Martinez isn't playing to his A plus game, right? He he's he's shown us his A game. Sometimes it's B, C, other times. So that I think that's maybe more normal than not. Mm-hmm. I think part of that's just that's just us. But what really helps a lot of these quarterbacks, I think, especially in college football, is when you got great players all over the place that you're throwing it to. I mean, I'm I feel like every time I turn on the TV and watch and see a highlight of Alabama or LSU or somebody or Clemson. These guys are these great receivers wide are wide open. And it just seems like it seems a little bit easier where, um, you know, he's had, I don't know. He's had just a ton of just wide open throws. I, I think he's, we're experiencing a, a situation where our receivers on the outside, if your name's not Wandale or, or Spielman, I don't know who we're throwing the ball to right, right. now. You know, well, and, and I don't know who's, who can get open, who we trust. I, I'm not seeing anybody outside of those two guys. So that's the other part that I think you got to keep in mind is that right now the offense just put up 700 yards and we really had one receiver because Wandale was playing eye back. Right. We had one guy stole, you know, is a little bit of a threat, but uh, you know, he's not it's a guy a different that, kind of a threat. Uh, weapon he, he can, he's a tight i like stole i think stole's pretty yeah good, he's a tight who can catch an out or yeah. you can catch a uh like a you know a uh just like a streak up the middle but he's not running routes and getting open where we need some guys on the outside that can take the take the the cover off the defense or you know get open downfield somewhere i i, I just don't know that that guy is there yet nobody you know you, you bring it. up a really good point because i think it was something danny Danny brought this up quickly on on our my podcast conversation with him of having a theory about how all big you know you get your Deshaun Watsons you get your handful but like a lot of these big school quarterbacks don't transition to the NFL great because I mean these guys are they have elite wide receivers that are running wide open and ultimately you know Martinez is judged against Tua Trevor Lawrence you know, all the Joe Burrow, yep. uh, all these other guys that have better, that their teams around them are better and their wide receivers around them are better. So it's almost like if you give, if you give a, if you give two chefs the same meal to prepare, one gets like outstanding ingredients, the other one gets not as good ingredients. Well, it's not a huge surprise that uh, next one- on Chopped, we have. Uh- <laughs> You'll be preparing these with uh, carrots and this beautiful quail, and uh, you get, uh, you know. Yeah, you get, I mean, but that's happening. Pizza that's roll. It's like, yeah. dang it. Pizza yeah. roll. Pizza roll. It's acid. You know it's acid in there. Damn. You know that. But no, it's a good point. It, it's a it's a good point that, because I do, when I watch Joe Burrow and all these other guys, it's like these guys are just, there's three or four of these. Open. You can tell they're pretty darn good receivers. Not saying our guys aren't good players, but I just don't know that anybody is really like is ready to be in these like bigger time roles, right? Like these are good players, but uh, I think they're more role guys that are there to you know they might they might normally be a, a second team guy that's forced to be a starter right now when they're not they're not there yet, you know. Right. Um, and, and that's okay, you know. And, and those guys they just they got to keep working and maybe they'll develop into, um, you know, kind of where they, where they need to be. But right now 
it's putting a lot of pressure on Martinez to be perfect. And that, that to me is hard. It's hard to be perfect when you're 19. And I think that's kind of, to me, uh, the good and bad of what I saw was we ran the ball. Like, we really ran the ball for the first time this year. And I think that's what we're going to have to do. Right. Like, if we're going to be successful this year, we got to be able to do that first and then, you know, base our passing game off of, well, we can run until they absolutely make it, you know, open it up for us. Because if, if we are expecting this guy, this our 19-year-old stud quarterback, to just, hey, uh, I'm just going to pick you apart, stand back here and throw it around, all, like, that's He's a recipe there. for yeah, disaster right, right now. I, well, and then the other thing that you always have to think about is like when when you are immersed in it, sometimes you see – when you look at something, you see the warts, you see the deficiencies, and you have a harder time seeing the great stuff. You, you think Ryan Day and Ohio State are looking forward to this week dealing with that fucking guy? No. You, 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 so that's the other thing you have to think about. You know right now as we speak, their defensive staff – is turning on the film and going, fuck. Like, he, there's no question. Like, the guy, the guy is, the, the guy's a, a still, still the kind of player that elicits and strikes fear into the defense's heart. Yeah, it's funny. Every week now, you hear these announcers uh, during the game, they always mention that the other team's game plan is, we're going to take away Martinez on the ground and we're going to make him beat us with his, with their arm. And it's, uh, you know, normally you, you hear that versus running quarterbacks who don't like, like Tim Tebow, make him beat you with his arm. Right. Right. And you kind of go, ah, Tebow, he throws that, you know, that heavy, you know, yeah, the shot put, the like shot put ball like, that he's like, you know, it just looks like that ball's heavier when he throws like it's, he needs bigger the shirts by the way. Have you really like seen that guy on TV now? It's like, Nick, I'm all for, if you were Tebow, would you wear bigger shirts? I mean, there's <laughs> a point. You'd him be and, wearing just like Jesse Palmer, Jesse Palmer's everything on Jesse Palmer is just like painted on him. It's like Jesse. It's those, like, yeah, those guys are, they're, they're, they're suit. Yeah. Their suits and their suit tight. shirts are their dress shirts are just like, you and i like fit we're we're tailored fitted all that stuff but there's a fine line between fitted and like i feel like they have to sew them on we're like guys you can't wear them twice you have to <laughs> cut them off because there's you, no button you all the great test should be if i brought in jesse palmer and tim tebow and said all right you got your suits on can you do the macarena if they can <laughs> if, i don't think they could do the macarena I mean, that it's too tight for them they, they need, couldn't. They couldn't do the YMCA. We, just simple dances. Yeah, we put on. Your, we put on a. We put on two songs: the Macarena and the YMCA. If you can't do them, let's go get a different shirt and different suit. Tell you what that is. They they have some tight. Shirts. But okay, sorry, I derailed your point. About uh, when, usually when you think about forcing a quarterback to yeah, throw so, the ball. So my point is, I think when you, when you hear that as a Nebraska fan, you're like. Great, like our quarterback's good enough. The idea like, that he can't he's, throw he's the ball is such a good player like, that we're like, uh, that's a good situation for us. We'll take that, take right, those odds you right. know, every time. Like, yeah, he, give him, give him a chance to throw. So I think now it's just a matter of, like, I say, just the development of him, development of our offense, some of the other players. Well, okay, so let's get to Wandell Robinson because I mean that that dude just. <laughs> I mean, I'm a, like, you uh, know, I, sometimes you just become a fan of somebody. I I am now a big fan of Rondale, uh, of Wandale Robinson yeah. because 
that guy just showed me like when he would he he's a five foot nothing, hundred nothing, and they asked a freshman that's sort of like a hybrid receiver slot guy to just go take twenty carries at eye back. And that dude st- went in there and ran tougher than anybody's ran this year. Like right. ran tough in right. in the in the key time and took the game over, won the game. I mean, that guy just won the game for us. Yes. As a as a freshman running back. He has there are certain instincts in sports, whether it's a good passer, a good punt returner, that you just can't like Wandell Robinson was born with a natural ability to play football, make guys miss, set up cutbacks, like hit seams. Yeah. Like oh, it man. is. And he must be defensively, would he be like he's able to hit tiny creases and he's probably tough to find. You know, but, he, he's kind of uh he doesn't run exactly like Danny Woodhead, but he's just like almost a similar build where they're, they're squatty guys, but they're they're they got that low center of gravity and they actually pack more of a, like a kind of a punch than you realize he, they do. He I was fell surprised. forward a couple times against like linebackers. I was like, surprised. He ran he ran tough and he showed he showed like heart and a heart and determination in that game that. You find out, you find out when stuff gets tough, who your guys are, like yes. who the guys that will take a game over, and when the competition rises, they go. That's their. That's when you, people fall off. People go, oh, I, uh, this isn't oh, for no, me. You, you no find doubt. out, like everybody in the first quarter in the first game of the year, but when stuff gets tough, the good players they always separate, and that was the first time where things got tough. And it was head and shoulders. We had somebody take over a game, other than Martin. I mean, Martin has the been two, doing that. It, it became clear when, when it was when it was when when shit got tough. Two guys went from here to here, and it's Martinez and Wondell Robinson. Yep, and, and there are guys. I mean, right now there are guys. Moe's got Moe's got Moe still big got game, some. Yeah, but, you know, like, he was gimping around out there. I don't know what was going on with him. I think yeah. he he must have had that. Quad. <laughs> he seemingly died after every play. Yeah. It was like. Dr. Hebert came out and was like, hey, <laughs> time of death, third quarter, two minutes. <laughs> time of death? Did he not? Like, literally, it was like, incredible run. And then Wandell would like, like Mr. Potato Head, like all of his limbs would come off and he'd like run to the sideline with like his <laughs> leg. Mean, no, I mean Maurice. Yeah. No, Maurice. Yeah. Maurice, watch this. Sorry, Maurice. It was. Well, like he. I, the guy like made an unbelievable cut and it looked like he like completely rolled his ankle on the cut, but then like ran fast for 40 and then fell down. Like, it's over! It's over! <laughs> I th- Wandell died ten times, or, or Maurice Washington died ten times during that. I mean, he's he's got those little skinny legs, and I feel like he took one shot and he's like, it's broke! You know, like <laughs> <laughs> he does. That guy, I mean, uh, when he gets hit, it looks like... I think he's going to get hurt every time he gets hit. Anytime he's so he gets skinny. hit, you're like, oh, Lord. He's just and like, he's this little gazelle. It's like if you took a gazelle and it was just like slammed it. <laughs> There's no way the gazelle is going to get up. And it's like, no, there he goes. Like, it was, you know. I mean, the amount of time, the time of death. Time of death. Second quarter, <laughs> two minutes. That's what it was. But then he, so he didn't play in the second half. 
But he tweeted. But he tweeted. <laughs> I was like, what, what is he tweeting? What are we doing in our world where you cannot play in the second half, be in the locker room, and tweet? I mean, how fast did he run and get his phone? Oh, you know, he, they were, he was like, I'm done. Can I get my phone? And immediately got his phone. Was and he just, watching the game or Netflix? I mean, like, I, yeah, Netflix? That, like what, do you, what was he doing? That's, he tweeted. That's a generational but, thing. Though. Yeah, that's, I just I mean, don't. I don't get that. But so I know he still that guy. That guy's between him and Wandale. We haven't had that here in these, so these guys long. since Amir was the last guy that. But even these guys almost have. They're they almost have more. Amir was a better player than than Amir better, was tougher. Like at, at by a senior, he was tougher. Like more complete. He was a way more complete player. Like. Bigger, stronger, more complete. But these two guys, I've never seen two guys as freshmen come in. Uh, well, I guess Mo's a sophomore now, but like th- these are the two like probably most elusive freshmen I've seen. I don't. I, I've. I, I'm not saying I've watched every college team play from start to finish this season. I'm but talking like, for, from Nebraska. Nick. Well, no, but I, but I'm saying I'm not sure I've seen two guys that are as elusive as those two guys are. I mean, I'm trying to think. The dude from Clemson is it Etn. Yeah. Etn's. A, I mean, really. Fast. J.K. Dobbins is a really good running back, but it's like a, for Ohio State. But, but even Jonathan guys, Taylor's not. Jonathan Taylor's more. Yeah, he's just good. He's just good. He's not. But like Wandale, like Wandale and Maurice are like and one mixtape. Yeah, open f- running back. Open. Like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when was the last time Nebraska had two guys? Breaking people off. I mean, <laughs> they break like, motherfuckers. <laughs> like just like grown men is like, I'll turn in my jock strap. It's all over for me. I saw Wandale. I saw Maurice. I mean, Bo. The, I'd like to dude. submit my jock strap for a retirement because it's on the ground. Time of death of the jock strap. <laughs> like, jock strap is. Uh, we'd like to bury this man's jock strap. Maurice. Every time Maurice touched the ball, he he died, and then he ended another player's career because he just was like. I mean, but those two guys are and one. Basically, they're and one mixtape, hot sauce, <laughs> running backs playing football. Like that's what I love. I love that we. Oh, got to, I just the, love that we got two guys that can do that. Because, well, what's scary is like they Maurice went down, Mills went down, and one time Wandale was kind. Of, I was like, and JD, JD, JD was getting like, yeah. We, I mean, we've got, we've got. So the three guys that are our running backs essentially, JD and Martinez. Those five guys. They're our whole season. Yeah, there are whole our whole season is those five guys. We can't afford to have like we kind of need them all because if we don't like if we lose any one of those guys for extended time, it, it puts so much pressure on the other guys that it's just I don't think it's sustainable. No. Like you can't have you can't have Mar- she- Maurice and Wandale, two freshmen and a and a young sophomore carrying the load. Like that's where Dedrick Mills is really important. Like we yeah. got to have him. We need somebody to change the pace and lighten the load. Cause those young guys, they won't make it through a whole season. I thought, I'm just telling you, I thought frost actually did a good job in the second half of when, when Maurice was out, was back out tweeting in the, <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> I thought frost did a good job of, he, he did a good job mixing in Wyatt Mazur, uh, Mills and yeah. Wanda. Like he, he really, like those guys 
rotated and they stayed fresh. And you, you have to. And a big part of like, help me out as a defender, is this Nebraska ran 98 plays. So the Illinois defense went against 98 plays. I, I've done, so I've done. What's your career high in plays defended against? Uh, man, I, I've. I'll say the one thing I was never lacking in my life. Back in the day, like, you ran 29 plays. You're like, slow it down. Oh, my God. Slow it down. <laughs> we get in the six-man double wing bone, double wishbone. <laughs> we like to run that down to one second. 15 plays, game was over. We were at lunch by 1130, and tell you what, we had a jambalaya. It was great. Longest game in history, 1926. Score was zero to zero. Of course, no one scored. Game was over too quickly. There was agreement before the game that we all had a lunch appointment. We had to get to. Let's get through this. Game thing. starts eleven. Done by eleven thirty. Four quarters. You do the math. Don't think about it too much. It's done. Uh, <laughs> Pretty simple math. Don't think about it too much, though. So anyway, uh, okay. Then well, yeah, the Redskins in '98 plays. So so play. So I actually during uh, that was right when. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm hurting. Ah. So okay, anyway, we're good. Lots of plays. So in, I I I was when I was my. <laughs> Can we edit this out? No, <laughs> okay. we're keeping it in. Um, All right, I'm good. Hey, so anyway, look at us. We're good. Okay. All right. So anyway, back to back to, <laughs> back to football. Football. So Whatever I, I did have a about. handful of of games where we did you know 80 or 90 plays. Like yeah, because in the Big 12, like yeah, okay. So like 2005, 2005, 2006, we just had a, a few times you play teams like Texas Tech or. Uh, Missouri that they they all played this spread stuff that it just seemed like if your offense wasn't driving holding the ball like sometimes those games you just get 70 80 90 plays and I, I would be out there the whole time I yeah I, I was a guy that you were in every down yeah yeah like, so you you play 80 snaps but that's real right that oh it it's like by the end of the game you know if you're not in condition it is. It's amazing. It's just like you just get start getting sloppy, and it just because I think that made a. Di- I mean, I, there's no question that oh. made a difference. That they just like it, they just wore them down, and that and, and that's what was so impressive. If the, if we can, if our our offense can sort of take that theme of, hey, the second half we use our tempo to run the ball. Mm-hmm. I that's really to me that's that's a great like. I, I love seeing some of that. So okay, so last thing on kind of the offense. Uh, they closed the game out. Like they, like when it came down to it, they closed the game. What did they do? They though? chewed clock. Nick. I was like, I wanted to like call you, like because I, I, I knew know, you were watching I, people shred at the guitar festival. I was like, they're running the clock down. This is great. That that shows us like it's it's great to see though that our coaching staff that takes a little humility to say, you know what, let's try this. Yeah. That's not something that we were doing. Those guys have ever done in the past, really. Because there's a fine line between being stubborn, but having having conviction, and being stubborn. 
Yeah, and and they kind and, of you can you don't have to like you don't have to be stubborn. Like I, I understand you can have a, your philosophy and well, you I mean they cleared they ran ninety eight play. It's not like they abandoned their they went no, to the six bone and ate jambalaya at eleven. Yeah. Like, it's not like they went like they still they still did what they did, but when it came down to it. They adjust it. It's like, here, here's my my old thing on people that like, okay, let's flip it. So you're a team like Wisconsin or Iowa that huddles up, right? Yeah. Well, if they're down late, are they huddling up? Nope. They're going no, because fast. they're going. Speed, speed, because speed. the situation calls for you to alter who you are at times. And, and they ran, They got that drive took off. the like It ran it down well, to a minute or so left. And then all of a sudden- Even though they missed the field goal, it didn't matter. It didn't matter because if you leave them an extra couple minutes- that changes their whole game plan. Totally. And then they were forced to basically be like, they used all three of their timeouts, mm -hmm. and then they basically had, okay, we have to throw the ball every time and try to get out of bounds, and then like they just, it, it, it gives you so many less options as an offense when you don't have the timeouts. Or the time. Or the time. And so here's, I want to set it up. So first of all, real quick, what a horrible call on the fumble for Martinez on the where he's throwing, I mean, it's like I don't know what you thought. I mean, if that's not an incomplete, how did the ball go twelve yards? See, I'm a defensive guy. I'm like, so it's a fumble uh, every you time. Are, you are jaded. I, I mean, I want it to be an incomplete, but well, then the, the one way the I other, see it, the one the other way at the end of the game should have been the same thing. Then, right? Yeah, I, I uh, for it's the tough. other side, it's tough though. I think the one might have been hitting his arm, and the, that one hit the ball. And I think to me, like when the ball is slipping and sliding. Like I call it a fumble. I actually, I actually saw it and I said fumble when I saw that. Really, God, I, I, I mean, it's it's also hard when like everybody stopped playing. But that's why you you were always the guy that like you were the player that always ran and like scooped up the ball. Because like that's, that's from we could we could go in the basement. We have our Leon's midget football. I guarantee you there was a play that was whistled dead where a ball was loose where you you were the guy that always grabbed the ball no matter what. Why would you not? Why would you not always get the ball? Like always, and you always act like it's a fumble. Like yeah, or you? Like I have, you, I have, I have changed calls and games by telling the ref what I think it is. <laughs> I have, I stole the ball. I fumbled it in growing up in a pile. So like swam around in the pile, found the guy at the ball, stole it back okay, yeah. before the pile right. like became open. Is that against I, Northeast? I don't even remember. It was like we were young. And I remember I, I was like, I st I've done that multiple times. We're like, <laughs> like not like, hey, I lost it, and we were fighting over. It. Like I lost it, was three yards away from the guy who had it, swam in there, stole it back. Yeah, that might have been the most manly thing I've ever seen you do. Just take it from him. I mean, I, I was I standing it. above the pile, and it was like you had completely lost the ball, and it was all of a sudden as if you were with a bunch of kindergartners. Take that and damn you thing. took the ball back. You take it back and, and then you like hand it to the ref and you're like, I got it. And the ref was like, You tell the ref the spot's there, and sometimes they'll be like, Yeah, it is. <laughs> or you know, like especially before replay, you could tell them like they had a judgment call of like if it's down or if it's a fumble, and if you're yelling at them before they have time to think, it they'll do what you say. I so mean you gotta be working the refs, get the ball always. If it's a question of whether that's a a, a a forward pass or a fumble, you pick it up and run like it is before the ref has a chance to blow the whistle because you know what? Now they can review it. And if you picked it up before the whistle, then they can't they say... Can, yeah, right. No doubt. I mean, they awarded Illinois the ball when I don't know if they should because the whistle should have probably been blown mm -hmm. before that ball was recovered. There was just a lot of craziness with that play. So There's I don't know how you give them the ball if the whistle's blown 
like you either got to let the the ball play out or he's got to be on it before they blown the whistle to me before you can say yeah they would have for sure recovered because right. you know maybe if you don't blow the whistle we run and dive on. totally so but in any event like so that that play happens and then if i'm not mistaken that then they score on Brandon Peters their quarterback who actually made like a pretty good run yeah we need and, to we need to press our yeah it was press that though so so and then it's 35-21 and at this point the reality of like, holy crap, is Nebraska going to lose this game is really setting in. So 35-21, Nebraska's offense proceeds to go nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Then six plays, 64 yards, touchdown, Martinez two-point conversion. Then the next possession, 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. And then 10 plays, 70 yards, Missed the field goal, but ate four minutes and 35 seconds off the clock. Like, and then, oh, by the way, during that, during that time, and we'll get to the defense, the defense forced a three and out, gave up a field goal because there was a long, uh, kick, there was a kickoff. They, they had yeah. pretty good field position, gave up a field goal, then three and out, forced a three and out. And then the final possession, they have four plays, zero yards. Change of possession, ball game. All I'm saying is, like, we talk about how to close out a game. Like, that's how you close out a game. Down 35-21, both sides of the ball, especially the offense, woke up. Well, and, and you know what? What we were talking about, that offense in that that fourth quarter, you called, you know, they called the four-minute offense or whatever. If we lose doing that, I just – this is my philosophy. I just feel better. I feel better if we lose doing that than – than giving them more of an opportunity, right? No so doubt. taking more of a chance, giving them more of an opportunity is just kind of goes against kind of the way I, as a fan and a, somebody who used to play, like, like to, like to do it. Like I like to let the defense, like the, let the clock and the defense win the game Totally. versus take too many chances and give them a, an easier, an easier route to score points. So um, I think that was a great blueprint for, what we can be. We can be an up-tempo team who in the fourth quarter can win with running the ball and defense. We can do that. Yes. We showed we can. Um, it, it was it was surprising it to was, see, but it was it was great. To see. It just was great to see. I mean, when when it, from when it was 35 to 21 on, Nebraska was really good. Very good. Like, it, so I guess maybe that's when I – to circle back to the top of when, like, I just felt like, man, when – when they really got put against the against the ropes, they were they were really pretty good. Now people might be screaming into their podcast here, like, "Oh, it's Illinois." Well, okay, whatever, you know. But still, I, it doesn't, they had to win the 10, game. They had to win the game. If you're in the Big Ten, I kind of at this point, I, I think every game is every game's hard. Some games are harder. Ohio State's going to be yeah. way harder. But you know what? Sometimes these teams, especially when they're at home, like. We're not, it's not we're easy not, to win. It's not at the point where we can sit there and play that game. No. You know, of like, well, it's Illinois. Well, like Nebraska's four and eight in two straight years. Yeah. So, like, at this point, they need to, well, yeah, you know, they need to win. You we know? need to like, win every, every game. Matters. Who it is. I, don't, I don't care who it is. I Before you the defense, I, that was a hard-hitting game. Like, that, they're, like I thought that was like a really physical – like, for for 2019 football now, like, these do like, I thought – they were Illinois was physical. I thought Nebraska. Like I just felt like there was they, a lot of like you know, big. Hits. You know what that is? I think that's a lot of that Lovey Smith. That's the he does a lot of that pure zone where they do cover two, cover three, and it these quarterbacks are throwing it into these gaps. Yeah, they get and shit rocked. 
getting Boston crabbed in the air. I mean, I mean, J.D. Ah! Spielman and Wanda Robinson got Boston crabbed. They 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 uh, they're at the doctors right now getting bacchiotomies or something. <laughs> freaking bacchiotomy after that one. I mean, good God. So okay, the defense. I, sometimes I feel like I'm like a like a defensive apologist, but like they've really played well. I actually thought they played decent again. Like they they got gashed on the big run early. That's, that was just a that was one guy that missed just missed his play, but he was there. Like you had. Here's what I think. I think we're both seeing because I think I know where you're going with this. Schematically, I got no no qualms. Like you know how like the last handful of years. I mean, what you saw with. You saw it with the the Callahan years. You saw it in sometimes the plain years, and sometimes the right. Like you, you saw where guys were like, just like guys weren't in position. Right. It just seemed like we we're getting out schemed, or we're get like we haven't been getting out schemed. The only times we've been we've had problems is like somebody misses a tackle, or sort of just like is a little out of position. Those are the two things that have really happened. I don't know that we've really. Like we've done a really good job of sort of having our guys in the right positions. I I, I just, to make the plays. They just got to make the plays, and we're doing fine. So, so they got gashed on a big run in the second play of the game, and then the reality is it's tough when your offense fumbles four times, and a few of them put you yeah uh, where where your backs against the wall big time. Twenty one points came off of Nebraska's turnovers. Uh, but the bottom line is I I know at the end of the third quarter. They they first they I think they forced seven three and outs the, and held Illinois to one for Illinois was one for twelve on third down. Well, I th- I want to say let me see if I if and I they had two hundred and Illinois only had two hundred ninety nine yards of offense. Where they, yeah they, they go but they scored thirty eight points. It's like they, they didn't throw. I don't think they threw for a hundred yards. If I, if I'm no they threw for uh, seventy eight yards. Seven so they were nine of twenty four for seventy eight yards and a pick. Cam Taylor who's Cam Taylor to me is like just a man. I love that guy. So uh, yeah, so JoJo Doman's my argument. Well, my favorite. well, so so that I, it's funny you say those two names. I'm I'm glad we're seeing things the same way. Like to me, the two biggest playmakers on that defense right now are those two guys. Yeah, those two guys. Um, they're not our two best defenders, but I would I would put them in the category. They're the best playmakers. So mm-hmm. our best players are probably the three down guys. Uh, the the the, uh, the Davis boys, Daniels, and you know Mo Berry's our he's our kind of our tackling machine. But uh, Cam Taylor and JoJo, like when it comes to making plays, yes. I think those are the only two guys that really are playing. They have a knack for it. Yeah. They they go for it. They I've really liked the way JoJo is attacking. He's attacking the edge, so he's attacking these blockers. Like he's being very aggressive. He's he's a penetrating. He's done a good job of you know at times where he'll press these guys on on the outside and get up and turn plays. You know little things like that that you, people might not notice. I love to see because those that position's not easy. That sort of that hybrid nickel linebacker. That's kind of a, it's its own little unique skill set. He does yeah. it really well. I mean, how about the play where he? crushed Brandon Peters yeah. on like it was like it almost like it was a broken play and I mean Jojo just oh, it. but it's just like anytime there's that kind of a play nine out of ten times it's him him or Taylor him, him or, or Taylor like anytime there's a huge hit huge play like it's one of those two guys they're the guys that get they I don't think they it's not just they get it they have like they got talent they got right. skills to go get the ball like Cam Taylor he goes and gets the ball you he's been on the field now for you know, this is his second year, but 
really this is his first season, and every game he finds the ball. Yes. Like once a game he finds the ball. JoJo gets his hands on the ball. JoJo played really well. JoJo forced. I think he had a strip sack against Haskins last year at Ohio State. Like yeah. So JoJo is a guy that like the bottom line is when he's out there, stuff happens. Like he makes yeah. st- things happen. Like an example, like Mo Berry is a good player and he makes a lot of tackles, but Mo Berry's not like a. I wouldn't he's call the slash play. Like he doesn't the, get he doesn't get his hands on the ball. Like Mo right. Berry's never made like a. I don't know if he's ever had an interception. No, you're he's right. Never, that's the, just not and, his, the, and, the, and not say there's anything. You know, there's a lot of guys that are meat and potatoes. Like they don't make a bunch of. You need them both. You yeah. need both. Like you, you take Mo Berry all day long, but just you got to know like that's not his game. His game is I'm just gonna go tackle the ball. Like that's right. what he does, and he does well. So like that's good to have. But it's good to, to see we got some guys this year that are playmaker guys you know and it, those are so you're with guys. me though that I, I again i know you can look at this and go geez 38 points all this da 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 i actually thought once again sure they they you know gave up the one long run and all that stuff like you're not gonna t- like totally shut out these big 10 teams yet um yeah. well, i thought i thought they were, they were fine again. Yeah. yeah now that's the positive side and i think that's the right the right you know, thing to take away. Um, the difference, though, this with this week is, if we have that first quarter this week, that oh, game so far over. Oh, God. There's yeah. this, oh, with Ohio State, you don't come back from. That. Oh God, that's the difference, and that's the part that I think everybody watching, I think, hopefully realizes is that. You know, that's what we're talking about. The difference, like, you, we'll take the win. It was a good win. These guys aren't, but like, I think we all know. This week, you give up that touchdown, and the Ohio run, State, or you and Ohio State yeah. gets in their rhythm. You're toast because they You're got toast. they got more talent than we do. So when they got more talent, and you let them get a rhythm, it's yeah. over, man. Uh, okay, so before we get to kind of college game day and this week, real quick, anything? I mean, I think the big takeaway, like Wandale, it was like, hello, Mister Robinson here. Yeah, like I mean, that guy. I think Frost said it after the game. He goes, "We got a real one." Nick, can you even do the song? Let me see. Can you do the song? <laughs> I got to find the melody in my head. What? It, what is it? Is it in my in my mind? I've always said, "You ready for misheard?" <laughs> Nick Ba, classic you ready rock for master. It's is it? <laughs> What do they say, Mrs. Ru- is it? Th- I've always in my head I've said three cheers to you. <laughs> no, 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 not three cheers. It's here's, here's to, to you, you, Mrs. Robinson. Three cheers to you, Mrs. Jesus loves you more than you will know. I'm sure Wandale knows Uh-oh. that song, but Frost said after the game, he said the quote he said, he said, "We got a real one there." That's and a great way to phrase it because that dude. He became, he just, he was saying, Frost was saying that he was telling, like, Frost was, I think I get the sense that in the game, Wandell was saying, give me the ball. Because he, that's, you could see it. You could see he stood up and he, you know, it's like, it was kind of like, you know, who's got, who's Who's got got some nuts? Who's got some nuts? I, you know, not everybody wants to do that. Right. And he wants to do that. And that's, that to me is a huge sign. It's like, I think we've got a guy. We've got a guy. I don't remember the episode, but at one point, Randy Marsh had to like wheel his nuts in a wheelbarrow. (laughs) Like that, like basically Wandale in the second half came out of halftime with a wheelbarrow with his nuts in him. When you got a freshman that says, starts saying, give me the ball. ball." And everybody's like, yep. Yeah, we should give you the ball. That means you got a guy. 
He said, I, I thought it was a perfect way to put it. He said, we got a real one there. What, what I don't know with him, though, is can he, can he 20, handle the- 30 carries a game. I, I, as a freshman, like a small freshman, that seems like a lot of carries. But I, I, I do think he needs touches. I'd rather see him more of those in the just in the open field than having to just feed him inside. But I, I think the the guy needs twenty touches a game. Yes, I think you give him twenty touches. Now I don't think there's a difference between twenty or thirty touches and thirty carries. No doubt. You know, like yeah, he thirty had, he had carries, eight catches, and he had nineteen carries and eight catches. Yeah, because you, you'll take more of a pounding when you get out of that open field. Like when yeah. you're when you're in between the the tackles and you're trying to just slam it up in there. That's where I mean, as a former, you know, I, I luckily didn't have to play running back in college, but in high school, you felt like you got you were you know. Oh, I couldn't some, imagine. Yeah, some I, weeks if you had thirty carries, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that you know played played maybe like high school. High school running back as well. That know, know what the, you feel like you were in a car crash, right? Well, you know, people were, you know, I was oh, tall. I couldn't imagine. Hit your leg. I mean, you Saturday mornings, you'd be like, "Oh my god!" So, right, college running backs. I can only, I can't imagine what these guys feel after thirty carries, where these huge dudes are hitting you and falling. It's not just that they fall on you and they lay on you. It's just like brutal. It's like a car crash. What the? Before we get to one last thing, I actually thought Frost had some nice play calls. Like I loved the, I loved the wrinkle of the direct snap to Washington. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, he died on every play, you yeah, know, he was, <laughs> it's a time of direct snap, cause of death, <laughs> direct, direct snap. snap. Direct <laughs> but, but that, that's a great little wrinkle. And then one, one of Wandale's touchdowns was like a weird little, like sh- inside shovel pass looking thing. Yeah, it was different. And then, Frost or someone saw something on the Jack Stoll touchdown where it was like Stoll came kind of like underneath. Yeah, and little, I mean it was just defense, wide open. Defense was looking at Martinez. Right. By the way, Stoll had a huge one-handed catch on third down. Stoll's like he's been better this year. Like that guy's not. That guy's. Better. I mean, he's not like Gronk, but he's pretty good. Okay. Uh, you're the perfect guy to talk to about game day coming to town because this is the first time college game day will be in Lincoln, Nebraska. First time since 2007 when a young man by the name of Bo Rude and his Nebraska Cornhuskers welcomed the number one USC Trojans into town. I was looking up some stuff on that game. You guys were ranked 14th in the country and got beat 49 to 31. And really it was like you hung in there initially and then it was the second and third quarters they just ran the ball up. the, the it, all it's over the funny place. people people uh remember the callahan era not very fondly but you guys were good in 06 here's what you gotta remember is we came off of a uh, 06 we won the north division we we lost oklahoma in the big 12 championship game and we were better than them we just played horrible they had a they had a great uh, they played a great game but they weren't that good we should have been big 12 champions in 2006 and 07 we we kind of felt like we were going to win the Big 12. Like, we were so, like... Well, you're 14. I mean, it's It was like- all going... The Callahan era was all... It was starting to go up. Everything was going up. We we felt like we, we had talent. We had, you know... We felt like we were going to make a jump. And we had played USC a little bit better the year before. Um, and that game was huge. 
It was huge. huge. A huge game. I mean, because this was and they were at the like, USC was at their like they had apex. John David Booty. Uh, they had Clay Matthews. They had Cedric Ellis. They had Keith Rivers. They had Brian Cushing. Was their starting like four linebacker? It was like they had ten guys that were all pros. Um, I think Ryan. Khal- yeah, Ryan Khalil was the C- was the center. So I mean, they had pros everywhere. But like we had that game circled all summer, and our coaches had game planned that game all summer long. Everything was building for that game, um, and you know we started out where we blew a couple plays on, like blew a couple assignments in the first quarter on defense, and they had a couple long runs and a couple easy touchdowns, and it was all over for us. Yeah, it truly it just- was all over for us because, like. You know, two guys get out of gaps and or two guys whiff tackles in the game's over. And so that's what's so scary about these big time, big hype games. You put so much into them and they mean so much. And then sometimes they can get away. So that's my like when that when you said you sent me a text said college game game day might be coming if we win this. And I was like, my first thought went to two, 2007 USC in that first quarter because you're so prepared. I mean, we were so seven, prepared. 7-7 seven at the, the first quarter. Oh, God. And then the second and third quarters, you guys got outscored 35-3. to three. So, no, yeah, it was 7-7. Seven, seven, and then we gave up the, the – oh, yeah, the second quarter was the battle. But so, anyway yeah, – you I found a quote from you after the game. What did I say? You said – so after the game – uh, linebacker Borut said, "Quote: It's beyond disappointing. This is a real bad performance by our team. It's on the players. We didn't do a good job on the defensive side of the ball. The defense did not show up today. Yeah. That's what happened. That's I mean, a, it was it was a handful of plays, and then and then it was just like then it just kind of colla- collapsed yeah. on us. I, mean, I remember. I mean, yeah, I remember being. I was at the game, and it was. Uh, it just again you." It's not, it's kind of like that. Everyone had circled September twenty eighth, Ohio State heading into this year. Now it's not quite like USC, where again USC was. I mean, they're at the height of. They their, were at the height of their USC town. I mean, they were number one and they were loaded. But but Ohio State's not that far off no, this year. No, it, it, for us it's almost as so, important. I mean that that was the game that I think Callahan spiraled but, out of control. But you know what's crazy though is I'm looking at this. You won the next two weeks, barely. You and you had two. You had two pick sixes the next two weeks. You did. Yep. Ball State. You won forty-one forty. Nate Davis almost. I mean, was shredding you guys. But you have a pick six in that game that saves the game. Then the following week, Iowa State at home. You win thirty-five seventeen. You had a ninety. But that game we about lost. You about too. lost that game. You had a ninety-some yard pick six in that game, and then the wheels fell off. Then you got beat forty-one six at Mizzou. It, I mean, Nick, but you got to understand. Here's what happened though. That season. The first we beat a good Wake Forest team because we thought we were really good. Yeah, the week before, and then we got our butts kicked by USC, and then we all realized we're not very good. Yeah, and we realized our quarterback probably yeah. is not the guy. And you know, all these things happened, and for the rest of the season, it went. It, it, I mean, yeah, the USC you were, game you sent us on a path. Yeah, you won the next we two games, won but you were like Ball State. You guys were going. If you don't, I know I'm t- like if you don't make the pick six, you guys were going to lose that game. Game was over, and, and then but that's a bad. It's Ball State, and they were they beat us basically. Yes, and and then Iowa State was the same thing. It felt like you were going to lose that game, and then you guys proceeded to lose 
five in a row. Then you, Missouri the next one? Yeah, so Missouri. Missouri then us. So at Mizzou, Okie State. And Okie State was the, the 97 reunion. Like, all those wow. guys were there. That was 35 nothing at half, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, then A&M. Then at Texas, you guys almost you guys lost by three. Um, Kansas killed Kansas, and then but then you guys rocked K State, and then turn around and lose to Colorado. But but I think to bring it all back though, when you told me that, my mind went there, and it it kind of scares me because of this. Since that moment, Nebraska has been very bad on the big stage. Yeah, and that moment to me was not the only one, but it was. To me, though, the biggest standout because I was a part of it and I knew how when college you're game the day's there, yeah, you I mean, feel it. You feel how yeah, big so it is. I was going to ask real quick. So let's get into that. Like, can you feel that was what, the first thing I wrote down is was ga- game day being there? Is it a factor? I mean, because it's not like you're sitting there watching the the. But so the, it sh- it shouldn't be right, Nick. Except for we're all human beings and we we when something becomes a big deal and you feel the buzz and like you know. I bet you, you know, a normal week, you you go through your thing and not, not it, it is what it is. And then college game day versus the number one team in the nation who's one of the best hype teams in the whole decade. And they go, you know, like all of a sudden the week of the game, like your phone's blown up. Everybody that you ever met is like, man, get them this week. Like people start right. texting you like, right. man, it's, go get them, play your, you know, like, you know, people are... People, when people are pumped and people are excited, it transfers to the players because they know it. They they feel the buzz. And if you act like it's another game, you're lying because it's not. So it's how do not you, another game. Does Frost need to – see, I think one of the best – I always feel like the hard thing as a coach is how much do you insulate your players from that and try to provide normalcy? Or do you want to try to harness the fact that, like, sometimes you do need to, like – Hey, it's a big moment. Let's embrace the big moment. Let's not, because sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes it is stupid when you're just act like, "Hey, man, it's just any other day." Well, it's just it, this isn't just any other day. Uh, what's? I've, I don't know. I've, I don't I know. side with normalcy personally. I do. I I don't know. Uh, but I also think I don't know how your coaches were. My my when with Coach Self and with Coach Altman, when it was a big game, they were a little different. In a good way, like you could just feel that they were their juices were flowing, and so I just I'll be interested to see how Frost navigates this because this is probably the first big, this is a big, this is probably the biggest moment for him as a head coach in a different kind of way than even the Central Florida Auburn game because you know he was already leaving, you had already kind of ran the table. He was an under, and he's a. I mean, we're an underdog again, which is a better place to be. Like we're in a better place than Ohio State is. I'll say that that that's that's the mindset they need to embrace. The mindset they don't want to embrace is the probably our 07 mindset, which wasn't, hey, we're an underdog. It was sort of like we think we're this as well, and if we it shows we're not this, the whole year's over. Yeah, you can't put too much into one. You put too much into one game, and if they do that, so if Nebraska puts too much into this, like. If we don't win this, the Frost era is not a success or something. You know, like yeah, if people yeah, start going, if it starts to feel like that, we're not going to play with mojo and swagger. And like, like we should be playing like what we are. We're the underdog that doesn't like, we're not there yet. So we should be swinging for the fences here. We should be playing to beat these guys right at any cost and not give a, 
you know, if we lose, we lose, but like, let's not, let's not go, go out there and not go for the win. Yeah, like you play to win this game. You don't, don't go play to just not get embarrassed. Cause go play to win this game. Oddly enough, this is kind of cool. I didn't realize like saying this out loud, you and I both had game day come to games of ours, our senior years. That's kind of cool. Cause Creighton, Southern Illinois they got, that was a huge. I mean, people yeah. got to remember Southern Illinois. You like that was they had a run there. They had a run there, and honestly, like for a period there, the biggest mid-major game of the year was oftentimes Creighton Southern Illinois. Yep. And so Billis Schulman, Aaron Andrews, all everybody comes to, but that game was at Southern Illinois. So one thing that is different is when you're not at home, it's di- like when you go on the road, it's different. Like you felt the. I felt the buzz of that game, you know, but yeah. not when you're there's something about going on the road that suspends you a little bit of feeling feeling some of that. But I the yeah. hype cuz the hype at home is I think they're more uh, present. Yeah. You you're not you can't get away from everywhere you go that day before day day of the it's and then you know, you pull in people like you you know what it looks like when you pull in on the bus, right? When you come off the bus I don't see tell, the pe- yeah, tell people about that. I don't, I mean, yeah, it's so when you come off the bus, you know, you, you pull up, you, you walk in the stadium, you, you see the, the fans, fans and all stuff. Yeah. And then on a day, like a game day, you walk in and it's like, people got up a little bit earlier. People yeah. are there's, and there's more like people are going to turn out like you, people are going to turn out where if you were at the, uh, the Northern Illinois game, it was a good atmosphere, but it wasn't, anything special. It was like la-di-da, right? A lot of our friends I weren't at the tailgate. I was like, where's everybody? Right? Right. Everybody's going to be there this week. Right. Everybody. And you're going to, you'll notice as a player, you'll, you'll get a few glances. You're like, jeez, people are going crazy, you know? In Ohio State, they're going to turn up. Right. They're going to turn up in numbers too. So it, it's going to be, it's going to be a really so, good So so you can feel it. Like that, that there's the only question I wrote down yes. is like you can feel as a play, the players are going to feel that. Oh, and you know, pre-game you you're in the locker room and the TVs are on and game days you're going they're. that's they're here. Right. They're you're watching them sitting right outside your stadium, you know. So yeah. it sort of dawns on you that the whole country's watching. Maybe Martinez, what's the famous Joe Montana story in the Super Bowl or in he the says, Hey, that's John Kennedy. Hey, that's right John Kennedy. Like <laughs> That's what just, you want. You you, you don't want, want deer in the headlight. You want yeah. you want Joe Montana mindset where he's <laughs> he's just looking at, at John Candy. You know, uh, like that. That's a side note. Who's the celebrity picker? You think? I've heard some people throw out. Uh, it's always Larry the Cable Guy. It's a, it? Some people throw out Larry the Cable Guy. Some people throw out Bud Crawford. Uh, oh, and Bud Crawford's interesting because it's also he's got a deal with Top Rank, which is with ESPN. There could be some. Uh, something there. Some people have thrown out uh, Gabrielle Union. She's what, made a real a push for fan uh, number one celebrity. What's fan. funny? What, what I don't understand about these people? There's some people that I've seen be like, it's got to be Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. It's like, okay, what is Dwayne Wade? He married in. Didn't well, count. but like Dwayne Wade's. Yeah, okay, he's come to a couple of Nebraska games, but let's not act like name one player. <laughs> Wade, can you name one player? On the current team, and outside of like Tommy Frazier and Dominican Sue or yeah. whatever, can you name five players ever? Yeah, if you can't, don't no, no. So I, I mean, Bud, Bud Crawford could be a cool one because he's that'd be unique and different yeah, a little bit. That'd be cool. some people have. Uh, there's a 
is there a comedian that is from Adam Devine? Yeah. Yeah, he's the the guy from Workaholics. Yeah, is he? He's from Nebraska, Omaha. right? Yeah, Omaha guy. I mean, I don't. He's a possibility. He's you funny. Think it'll be, or, or you could. I mean, why not have me just like? I mean, you could have Tom Osborne. I mean, is that boring? That's not no like a celebrity to, picker, though. He yeah. was a former coach, right? Osborne would be like, I think. Well, we can run it. Well, we can. Reese, I think if we run the ball and and be like, everybody, okay. It's a little, little pep to you. I love little, Tommy. Little, I love to you. But I, I just Larry the Cable Guy would be hilarious with because you'd hear you'd hear not so fast, my friend, and you'd be like, that's not a good Larry the Cable Guy. What was? Hey, do that again. What was that? That's Will you it. give me a get her done? Get her done. Uh, okay, that's Mater with the Mater. Why is this here? I don't know why he's down here. I don't know why he's like, Otto, Otto. Hey, Bart, dude. I got LSU. No, I don't know why he's down there, but I don't. I, okay. Nick, you know who Larry the Cable Guy is. I do right? know who. Okay. I've interviewed Larry the Cable Guy, oh, really? cable guy before. Yeah, how about that? Um, Dan Whitney. So, uh, I don't know. I think it'll either be Larry the Cable Guy, Gabrielle Union, or uh, I think or those it'll be are, Bud Crawford. I think it's those three are divine. Yeah, those 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 four are the only four. Last last week, Georgia had Young Jeezy. Do you know who Young Jeezy is, Bo? I know the name. Yeah, <laughs> you had to say <laughs> what song does Young Jeezy play? I beg. <laughs> not Soldier Boy. Not uh, Soldier Boy. Not Lean with It, Rock with It. <laughs> not. Uh, <laughs> See, I, no, I can lie with you. See, with I, you but see, Dude, I couldn't. You, Mrs. Mrs. Robinson. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could name a young Jeezy song. No, you'd know. You that's one of those things. I, I couldn't name them. I if you said, do you recognize this song? I'd recognize it, but I I just don't. I don't know the names of like the modern hip hop songs. You're fine. You are you're one hundred percent fine. Um, we'll wrap it up with this. I think. I don't understand. I mean, you've mentioned being a like to a certain extent. I can get people being like, "Ooh, I don't," you know. That you can think of all the negatives of the college game day thing, but like for people that I've I've seen some people being like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't think this." It's like you you got to embrace this. Like this is this is a great. If we got some recruits here this weekend, think about that. They're going to go college game day comes to Nebraska. The the kids watch it on TV. Go. Nebraska gets game day like that right there. Like I don't think people understand the power of that is huge. Well, you talk to your brother about how I mean recruiting can be recruiting's fickle like that, and recruiting can be a little bit of like what have you done for me lately in terms of or you know like prisoner of the moment who's hot right now kind of a thing. And it, yeah, if basically any any big fish they got on the line any four star dude whatever they need to be in Lincoln this weekend because by the way guess what's happening on Friday Hoiberg's having it's the Nebraska basketball like open house thing where another rapper you probably don't know Rick Ross is performing at Pinnacle Ross. Bank Arena uh but so it's like you're gonna be able to take if you bring in recruits on a Friday bow you're gonna be able to take them to PBA it's sold out 
where Fred Hoiberg and basketball and Rick Ross, it's going to feel big, you know. Yeah. Then the next day, it's college game day. It's going to feel big. And then if you got an opportunity then to go take the field against Ohio State. You go beat them, man. It, it, All I know is – I just what I'm saying is it's you every anybody that like you got to embrace this is great. Oh man, you got to. That's why like the I remember like when we gave up the Black Friday thing, I, I was losing my mind because for the last 50 years, the teams that get the prime time slots on TV get the best players and are continue to be the best teams. Like it's a cycle that you got to like you got to be on the cycle of. We're on TV. We're on the main, like the main networks, yes. the main times. Because if you're one of those teams, like you'll get players, you'll get recruits. Then, like it's such a big part of the process. That like if somebody says they don't want game day, I mean, I get it. Scary. It makes you look worse if you lose bad, right? Like you look worse. We've looked bad, but you know what? We always want to be the team that says we'll bring game day here, and we don't care. We're going to go for it because like you got a chance. Then, if you listen, the narrative isn't going to flip itself. For Nebraska football, you, at some point you got to go flip it, and you got to be given the opportunity to flip it. Yeah. So, and that is this opportunity. And here's the thing: I don't know how much. I mean, Ohio State's scary good, but the one thing is Justin Fields transfer, new starting quarterback. Where did, where did he come from? Georgia, really good player. I mean, Justin yep. Fields really good. Um, and their receivers, are, I mean, they're just fucking good. Yeah. Uh. But Justin Fields is yet to be in a stressful situation. He's yet to be in a rock. He's played in one road. Like the the one road game has been at, at Indiana this year where it's like that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's not a rocking environment. And uh, they they jumped on Indiana right away. There was just, I'm just saying like there is a chance that, you know, Justin Fields is really good, but he's there's still something – when you've never been in that moment as a player where you could be a little, whoa, you know? And so I think, I think they got to rattle him early. I think Chenander, I think Chenander is going to try and throw the, throw the kitchen sink at, because I think, I think the reality is that if you give that guy time, you're going to get, you're going to get shred. I think the, if we're being honest, we know what, what we got to do is score. You got well. You got to get it. You got to get to the second half. Like you got to make sure that you're in the game, comfortably in the game. You don't got to have a 10, 20 point. You just got to be in within the game. Striking distance. You got to be the within latter stages of third. Quarter you got to be up or seven yeah. or down seven. It's got to be up. Th- you know. You got to be. It's got to be a game. You got to be playing well and get to the second half. That's all we got to do. That that should be our one thought. Is get to the second half and then anything happens because right. we got the talent. We got the talent with our quarterback and a couple of these guys. That and we can play and, yeah. with these with this team. But we can't come out and lay an egg in the if first they, quarter. If they could, if they got off to a slow start, Ohio State's going to blow them out. That's that, that is my that's my that was when you told me that that was my it fear. Then it's my fear now. Start. You can't come out, this, lay an egg, slow start. This can't has to be the best Martinez in the offense has played because the the even if the the black shirts play well, Ohio State's going to score. There are certain teams you play against where you just kind of like. They're going to score. Ohio State's going to score mm-hmm. t- at least 30 points. Like, I mean, at least. Yeah. And so it's like offensively, you got to get to at least 35. And it, it, I think um, the one thing I will say is, and I want to make sure I articulate this right. I like this matchup from a style standpoint. 
I don't, I'm not saying Ohio State's really good, but Ohio State kind of plays like Nebraska. I think the yeah. teams that scare me more are the Wisconsin, the, Wisconsin, the huddle up, chew clock, tight end, fullback, run it right down your throat over and over. Those teams, they bothered Chip Kelly. Stanford was the team that always bothered Chip Kelly in Oregon. Yeah. Like Those are the teams that bother, I think, Nebraska more. So at least, I'm not saying Ohio State's, Wisconsin's better than Ohio State. Obviously, they're not. But it's I'm their from a, style. A pure style. We practice against that style every day. Right. So those guys are actually more comfortable doing their run fits against QB read, QB zone, than they are power eye yeah you know base blocks with poles and you know down like those are things that are a little different to them fitting fitting into those like fitting up with the safety in the box and you know it's all it's all a little different i mean they could have they they could have or you could even say they should have beat ohio state last year nebraska yeah they should have i mean they were they so i think there's something to played horrible last year played horrible and so uh I mean, listen, like, gun to my head, am I pick, who am I picking? I'm picking Ohio State to win this game. But at the same time, like, Never. it would, it, I think Nebraska wins by 50. But I think, like, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see this thing be interesting in the fourth quarter. Uh, Why? Well, I mean, just there, as Nebraska's got. There's the, no reason we, it can't be. It's just, like I said, we got to come out and we got to, we got to play a first half. Yep. Got to do it. That's it. Okay. Well, I mean, anything we're missing here? You I, like Lovey Smith's beard? I do. He's like Castaway. It's like he it's watched just, Castaway and was like, "That's a good look." It's like white though. It's like a white beard. He could have the greatest "Just for Men" endorsement in the history of you know just scrubbing that. I mean, it is that thing is like not. Gr- I mean, that thing is like snow, snow white. white. Looks kind of cool. It's just, I mean, it's you wonder what did he as as lovey ever said why he like he's like i'm not shaving this until we win a bowl game or something like that or he just one day just was like i'm not shaving i think every man goes through a moment where he's like i think i'm letting it go <laughs> we haven't had our moment me and you've never done it we've never done it but i guarantee at some point in our life we're gonna grow a homeless man beard and be like yeah i kind of like it that thing is just see what happens i mean and if you've never done it you've never lived right, right. Right. I kind of like I kind of liked it though. I mean, I'd grow my hair out right now if I had hair. Yeah. Just get a long flowing. Get just just so much hair all over the place would be great. Why not? Yeah. I wonder the weather. I mean, you think Frost's going to have the guns out this weekend? I mean, the weather right now as we look at the seven, it's going to be 70 like high it'll probably be in the 60s during the game. He might go he might he'll probably go long sleeve hoodie. He could go hoodie again. Hey, it's uh Make sure he does those curls before the game, oh, though. We gotta, we gotta, sh- we gotta show Ohio State <laughs> what Nebraska. You about. may be able to beat our team, but our coach could beat up your coach, yeah. and that is something that we. All right, so it'll be interesting one uh, one week from today what we're talking about on a little Ohio State recap. Okay, another one in the books. Another one in the books. I bow to you, my sensei. I bow. To you.